0: Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. A 50-point quarter. I just want to let that sink in a little bit, just want to let that kind of germinate a little bit in your head, think about it a little bit, because the Magic scored 50 points in the first quarter, but they did a whole lot more in a win over the Atlanta Hawks. Let's get to it. It's time for Locked On Magic.
2: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day.
0: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 15th, 2022. My name is Philip ross I'm the expert in site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at O M D. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic score 50 points in the first quarter. That is just about enough the Orlando Magic need to get a 135-124 one thirty five to 124 victory over the Atlanta Hawks for their fourth straight win a uh, uh, fourth straight win, not their fourth straight win in the season. Their fourth straight win, they're up to nine now on the season uh, as your Orlando Magic. Really show some incredible growth here during this home season. We're going to dive into the growth that we saw in this, in this team uh, plus, Bull Bull did Bull Bull things. It was, it was pretty cool. We're going to talk about Bull Bull tomorrow. We're, we're, we're going to save some of that for tomorrow. We got we got, we got plenty of content to, to get us through here. But before we get into that, I want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. That's network. It's your team every day. There is... No other way to say it. I've said it several times here. The Orlando Magic scored fifty points in the first quarter of this game against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh they were It was about as brutal and as perfect as you could play any quarter. And it, it takes, you know, these are all really talented NBA players. These are all really talented players. It, it, if you're not on your game and so we gotta, you know, say, yeah, Atlanta wasn't really locked into this game early on, and and, and that helped the Magic kind of do kind of do this but they still had to do the D and they were just brutally efficient and brutally just tearing this Hawks team apart limb from limb um the magic led 50 to 22 after one quarter um the stats let me pull up my stat sheet here real fast the stats do tell the story Orlando shoots 16 for 25 from the floor, 6 for 10 from D, 12 for 13 from the line, 4 offensive rebounds for 5 second chance points, 9 fast break points, four, uh, 14 points off 7 Atlanta turnovers. Nothing, to ma- 12 assists on 16 field goals. This is who the Magic want to be. This is how the Magic want to play. And it was just... Darn impressive. And yeah, the final point total tells the whole story. And the final point total tells a good chunk of the story. But this was a dominant performance from the Orlando Magic. This was a dominant showing. And the first quarter deserves to be cordoned off from the rest of the game. Because A, the Magic led by as much as 29 points in that first quarter. uh, And that was enough. Um, Yes, Atlanta did cut the lead down to 9 and 8 on one occasion in the fourth quarter. It it did look dicey. We're going to get into some of the problems and and some of the things that happened there in a minute, but this was the magic at their most perfect. As Jamal Mosley said after the game, we're going to show this tape whenever we need to remind this team what they're capable of, number one, and how they need to play because this is how the magic wanted to play. The ball zipped around the perimeter, inside out, two open shooters. They took they they read the defense and took advantage of a defense that didn't know where the attack was going to come from. You know, it, it didn't matter who was on the ball. It could be Markel, it could be Franz, it could be Cole, it could be Paolo, it could be Bull, it could be anyone. And the Hawks just didn't know how to handle it. But most importantly, as, as impressive as the 50 points are, Mosley said this after the game too, the more important number there is 22. The number of points the Magic gave up because the, the Magic's defense was the offense. Not, you know, I'll, I'll, get, I'll explain. So much of the Magic's efforts in that first quarter, in that historic first quarter, one of nine teams in NBA history to score 50 points in the first quarter, setting a franchise record with for any quarter... With 50 points in the first quarter, it, it it it's it's you know Lawler's law is the first to 100 wins. The Magic were halfway to a win at the end of this game. That and that that's true. Like it, it felt nervy for a while because it's this Magic team. We don't trust them to finish games quite yet. But Orlando was in total control. In fact, this was the Magic's first wire-to-wire win. Since August 2nd, 2020, and we don't need to mention what happened in that game against the Sacramento Kings, if you follow the Magic long enough, you know exactly what that game was, but the Magic just completely dominated this game. Atlanta was always chasing, Orlando was always defending and defending their lead, and protecting the league. We're going to get to that here in a minute. In that first quarter, though, the Magic defended exactly how they needed to defend. The Hawks shoot just 40%, 8-for-20 from the floor, 0-for-6 from beyond the arc, 6-for-7 from the foul line. 7 turnovers for 14 points. The Magic had 18 points in the paint, but they had 9 fast break points, and of course 14 points off 7 turnovers. This was the game. This was how the Magic wanted to play. This was... This this was just a, a dominant effort, whether it was defensively having the low man in the right spot, bull bull being in the right spot, or Mo Wagner in perfect drop coverage to, to defend the lobs and defend the paint. I mean, Trey Young was just a Trey Young was a disaster. He played the entire first quarter, eight points, two for six shooting, missed both his three pointers, just two assists. It's going to come into, come into play here in a minute, minute. Two turnovers as well. It was just again, everyone was in the right spot. Everyone was on a string. This is the Magic ramp to 100 and, and, and just playing an A-plus game. And now it's just about, how do we get this feeling again? You know, it, it, the Magic will not have another 50-point corner. If they do, well, that then then maybe we, we under, underestimate this team's offensive capabilities. But... Um, they're not likely to have another fifty-point quarter, and, and everyone knows that. And, and and again, they were kind of chasing the success that they had. I, I I think one of the big lessons from this game is you, you can't really let off the throttle, and I think the Magic did a little bit of that in this one. But the Magic can see what they're going to become, and as Markel Fultz said after the game, now we know four four games on this five-game five four wins on this five-game homestand, now we know how good we could be. Now we know what we're capable of doing. Now we know what we look like at when we're running on all cylinders. And so, as Fultz said, and I think Fultz put this the most succinctly and the most clearly and in, in, in the best way, there's no going back now. There's no turning back now. There's no... There's no... Going back to the way things were and just trying to find this feeling, they know this feeling now. They know exactly what this is supposed to be and what exactly they have to do. This first quarter shows what they're capable of. It shows the growth that they have made to be able to execute at this high of a level for for this sustained time and to frankly win the game, decide the game within the first quarter, within the first 12 minutes, to blitz a team so bad that they could honestly play pretty poorly the rest of the game and still win. We're going to get into some of those issues here in a minute, but um, I've been teasing that too much. Um, But there's no turning back, and I agree with Fultz on that. There is no turning back at this point. The Magic have raised that bar of expectation. A four-game win streak isn't much. It's the first time the Magic have had a four-game win streak since December 2020. So it's been a while, it's been two years. It isn't much in the big, big scheme of things, in the big picture of things. But it is a lot for a team that is trying to find its way. It is a lot for a team that is still developing its habits and what it wants to be and who it wants to be. This first quarter is who the Magic want to be. That is everything working at its highest levels again. And even within this game, the Magic were chasing that. And honestly, as much as Orlando struggled the rest of this game, they still showed the growth that they needed to show. We're going to get into what the Magic showed me in the rest of this game as they close out the Atlanta Hawks uh, and pick up a win on this historic night at the Amway Center. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Taro. Taro is the world's largest car-sharing marketplace. With Taro, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, and Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find that affordable economy car if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B. Test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. Many tarot hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance, terms, conditions, and exclusion supplies. So forget about boring rental cars. Find your drive at tarot.com. That's tarot.com, T-U-R-O dot
2: Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
1: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense.
0: I want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. You know, I, I made this joke to a few, a few of the other writers at the Amway Center on Wednesday night. Uh, I will make this joke here because it's, it's a good one. Um, this, this game is the perfect game for a coach. Uh, Jamal Mosley, I think, must have been pretty happy with everything he got from this game because he gets to show the Magic what they look like when they're working. This is always going to be a reminder of how good the Orlando Magic can be and how good this team can be and what this team's potential can be. We should not, you know, we lead with the history because the history is important. The Magic scored 50 points in a quarter. It, it's still ridiculous to say because that's something you only do in a video game. When when 2K puts out those challenges where you have to score 200 points in a game, it's A, ridiculously hard, but B, even, even on the easiest setting, but B, 50 points in a quarter is really hard. Just insanely hard. Um, but they found a way to do it, so... So kudos and congratulations to them. Um, but the rest of this game was a, was, a, was really just not very good. And, and and a lot of things the Magic did well in that first quarter, especially defensively, started to go to the wayside. Um, Atlanta followed up that fit, that 22-point quarter and giving up 50 points by scoring 40. Orlando only scored 26. So again, Orlando's offense was always constantly going, and, and they were able to get points pretty much when they wanted but Atlanta was suddenly able to get its offense going. DeAndre Hunter scored 20 points in the second quarter alone. 20 of those 40 points, uh, and suddenly Atlanta had cut the lead in half by halftime. Down by 14 at the half. That is, I mean, it's still hard, but it's not impossible. Atlanta was able to cut the lead to single digits on several occasions. They got it down to nine. They got it down to eight. And really, they did it by running that pick and roll diet of Trey Young and Quinn Capella. That has given the Magic problems uh, in their first two meetings and. And again, gave them problems in this one. Uh, They were able to get the ball to Onyeka Ekongru on the inside. Orlando continued to foul too much defensively. Uh, And and again, those lobs and the centers kind of lurking in the back kind of killed the, the, the defensive intensity and defensive focus that the Magic had in that first quarter. So this is a game that coaches love because there's a lot of positives to point to. You get the win first and foremost. But there's also plenty to, to warn your team about. There's plenty to humble your team about. There's plenty of tape to say like, hey, we can still be a whole lot better. And, you know, I think Magic fans were fair to be a little bit nervous in this one because this Magic team has not had a great track record at closing games out. However, to me, that's also what's encouraging about this game. Um, you know, yes, I would have loved for Orlando to kind of coast off to a 30-point win in this one. And, and I think that is a killer instinct that this team Still has to develop. Um, you know, I, it, every team's going to make a run. It's not surprising that that Atlanta cut a twenty-nine point lead down into the teens. That happens. The Magic do that all the time. We've celebrated the Magic doing that uh, at times uh, as a sign that they're still fighting, that they're still willing to to, to go for it a little bit. Um, but you know, you want to see uh, you want to see this Magic team learn how to get that killer instinct, and and, and they certainly got frustrated. You could see the frustration uh, on the court with this team, and you could see them. Uh, you know, trying to reach back and find that reserve. And it's again, it's natural for a team to have let off the gas pedal after such a big, humongous uh, quarter. And and, and and when success was just so easy, now that it's a little bit harder, you got to kind of fine-tune yourself and refocus yourself. But that's where I think the Magic did good things. Um, that, that's actually where I, I was impressed with the Magic. Because, yes, the defense was not at the level that it was in the first quarter. It was not at the level that it's going to need to be. The Magic have to... The Magic have won games on this win streak because of their defense. They won this game because of their defense in the first quarter. Um, everything, you know, they were just so good in that first quarter that the rest of the game was almost academic. But like I said, Atlanta really got back into this game. But what impressed me most is that every time Atlanta cut that lead down to nine, cut that you got it down to eight at one point in the fourth quarter, the Magic extended it back out. They made a big shot, you know, Cole Anthony hitting a hitting a shot, getting a foul, or um uh just they, they were able to make big plays that put that put them back in control, that extended the lead back out to 15. They made it always an uphill climb for Atlanta. Um and then it was just little plays that determined wins and losses. As much as bad as the Magic's defense was, I don't think it was an effort thing because Orlando was still winning 50-50 balls. Um, there was one play, there's, there's a couple plays that really stood out to me. Um, Orlando, I think, was up by a 9 or 11 in the fourth quarter. Uh, and bull-bull gets, you know, great ball movement, gets bull-bull in the corner. He pump fakes a three, takes two takes two dribbles, or maybe it's one dribble and one giant step because he's bull-bull. But um, he shoot, shoots a short mid-range jumper. He misses it. Paolo Banquero tracks down the rebound along the baseline. Happened right in front of me. Uh, tracks down the rebound along the baseline. He starts to survey a little bit. Bol Bull, Bull has made his way to the opposite corner. Both defenders converge on Paolo because the strategy right now with teams defensively is to send as many bodies at Paolo Ben-Caro as humanly possible. He was seeing two, sometimes three guys coming at him. Uh, and then he kicked it back out to Bull Bol, who drained a three. And you could feel the exhale after that. Um, there's another play where, I forget who took the shot, but someone took a shot. So maybe one possession, two possessions later, Markel Fultz tracks down a long rebound, is able to reset. Orlando ends up with another bull-bull three-pointer, ends up with another big three-point shot. These are plays the Magic weren't making uh, late in games before. Or, 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 or these are the kind of plays that you have to make to hold on to leads. Um, you can't just be satisfied with a lead. I think Orlando got that little bit of a wake-up call Uh that spurred them to maintain things. They weren't great defensively in the final three quarters. There's, there's just no way around it. You give up 29, you know, Magic were outscored, you know, they're up 28 after one quarter. They're outscored by 17 the rest of the game to, to, to win by 11, if my math is correct there. Um, you know, they lost by 16 in that second quarter. They gave up a good chunk of that lead. Or they lost by 14, excuse me, in that second quarter. They gave up a huge chunk of their lead there. Um, they have to be better and more attentive and more focused in those in the, in the, for the 48 minutes because that's what's built them this win streak. They all know that. They all said that. They all say the focus defensively has gotten better. That didn't happen after the first quarter. They were so focused and so good in the first quarter. The last three quarters, they really, really struggled. But when it came down to winning time, when it came to the plays that were going to determine whether Atlanta was going to get back in this game or Orlando was going pull to pull, pull this one out, Orlando made those plays over and over again. And, and you know, I think Marco Foltz had the best observation about it. Earlier in the season, Orlando might have given up some of these runs and their heads would have gone down. They would have gotten frustrated. And there's definitely some frustration in the second quarter. And, and halftime came at the right moment for this team to kind of reset and regather themselves a little bit. Um, but in this game, Orlando made those plays. Uh, and, and, and so I think it's important to note that growth. I think it's important to kind of sit back and say, hey, this team did take this step. This team did do this part well. It may not be exactly how we want it to be. It may not be exactly what we need it to be. But this team did do that step to put themselves in a really good spot to win this game. And of course, the Magic were able to pull this this one out 135-124. Um, and and frankly, it was you know as, as nervy as it kind of felt, it was a fairly comfortable win. Now the trick, of course, as the Magic know, as the Magic would t- say, is the carryover. What are you going to learn from this game? What are you going to make sure that doesn't happen again? How are you going to How are you going to do a 50-point quarter again? That's probably not going to happen. But you got to take this on the road now. Magic won four straight games at home. Very easy to win at home. Orlando's eight and nine at the Amway Center. They're they're, you know, again for a team with their record, their home record's pretty good. Uh, they've got one win on the road. One in 11 on the road. They don't have easy home road games coming up. Two against Boston, one against Atlanta, and then uh, against Houston on this four-game road trip coming up. But the Magic have to find a way to make this travel. And that is about staying focused defensively. And so if that's the message that has to come from this game, that's the message that has to come from this game. But like I said... This season is about growth. And, and Jamal Mosley's talked about it time and time again. This is a game of runs. You've got to be able to sustain runs. You've got to be able to build runs. But you also gotta be able to take runs and know how to stop them and know how to slow them down and, and learn how to roll with those punches. Orlando did that in this game in a major way. They had a huge margin for error, granted, but they did that in this game. And when you were when the game was in the balance, the plays that mattered, Orlando made those plays. And that that deserves at least a little bit of credit. That deserves some credit uh, from this team as a sign of real growth for this group. We're going to go through the box score real fast. Talk a little bit about some of the individual performances. I am not neglecting the bull bull play. Like I said, we're we're going to talk more about bull. I think on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, but we'll we'll get to bull bull here in a minute. We'll get to hear. We'll get to to what bull bull did here in, in just a minute. But first, a quick word for our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis this season. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup final. Don't forget about that third place game. Everyone does. It's, it's okay. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts too, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They're always a fast and easy way to get in all your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts.
2: Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it?
1: I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point.
2: 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing.
0: All right, let's run through that final box score. I know you've been waiting for me to do it. You've been waiting for me to comment on it. You've been waiting for me to say what I need to say about this. But I'm actually going to start with uh, Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner, 24 points, 7 for shooting, 3 for 6 from beyond the arc, 7 for 8 from the foul line, 4 assists uh, for Franz. Um, yeah, for scoring 24 points, I have to say, not the best game from Franz. Um, Franz was really hot early. He made three three-pointers in that first quarter. He was really just... In his bag, getting where he wanted, getting getting where he wanted to go, uh, was just really cleanly hitting those shots. The rest of the game, you know, honestly, like it's it's honestly more impressive to me that the Magic won this game with Franz and Paolo and Paolo Bancaro not playing their absolute best um, to dominate this much. And and your two best players are, you know, again, we have high expectations for them. We're treating them like stars. They were. They were fine. They weren't great um, in this one. Um, Franz, I thought Franz is starting to come back to earth a little bit with his with his shooting at the rim. He's starting to miss some shots around the basket that he is accustomed to making, that he's been making fairly consistently this year. Um, so, but but you know, he's he's still getting to the basket. He's still getting there anytime he wants. I thought some of DeAndre Hunter's defense bugged him a little bit. Uh, but overall, just again. He's getting to the basket. He's just got to finish and, and just finish more effectively. He's getting to the line a lot more. Um, you know, I honestly bring, he's got to bring back that dirk, that one step, that uh, fadeaway dirk shot that he has. He hasn't done that in a while. But look, if it, it, I, I want to just make sure we put this in perspective, if 24 points on 7 for 17 shooting and 7 for 8 free throw shooting and four assists is a bad Franz Wagner game, he's a really good player. As uh, Bill Simmons said on his podcast, Franz F. and Wagner. Um, there, I I was talking to Kobe Price about this uh, after shoot around. Um, we have to really start considering whether Franz Wagner might be the best rookie, best best player in his from his draft class. It's you know, it's him, it's him, Evan Mobley, Kate Cunningham, and, and Jalen Green. Sorry, sorry, Rookie of the Year, Scotty Barnes. It, it is not you at this point. Um, but Franz is really really good and more. Everyone discovers and realizes this, that the better, the, 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 that's what's going to bring about world peace, to be perfectly honest. Um, Paolo Caros. since I mentioned him, 20 points, six for 16 shooting, two for seven from beyond the arc, six for seven from the foul line, six assists for Paolo, as well as six rebounds. Um, it's kind of the same deal. Uh, I thought Paolo, Paolo was really nice around the basket, you know, he, he made some really difficult finishes, sometimes made shots a little bit more difficult than he had to. Um, he was willing to shoot threes. I actually like that he took seven threes. I didn't think his threes were bad in this game. Um, you know, he's, he's, he mentioned after the last game, uh, to, to again, check out all the great stuff that Kobe Price is doing uh, at, the, at the Orlando Sentinel. He mentioned after that game that, you know, he sometimes waits a beat when he catches the ball instead of just firing. Definitely a focus on just shooting in this one. I'm cool with that. I, I think learning that is really, really important for him. Um, but overall, you know, again, Five of his 10 misses were from beyond the arc, so he's doing a good... So on twos, he was four for nine, which is okay, not great. Um, continues to... Has to continue to do a better job getting the foul line, but he started really showing his passing back. His two turnovers were all were off of, like, passes he was trying to make through, you know, somewhat tight windows that almost got where they needed to go, and and, and he knew it. His teammates knew it. You know, it's it's it kind of caught them by surprise with how good his passing was, so... To see the assist number up is really good. Again, again, if twenty points, six for sixteen shooting, seven free throw attempts, six assists is a mediocre or pedestrian game for Paolo Bancaro. That that tells you how much we expect from Paolo and how good he can be. He's an engine for this team and 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 made some big plays for this for this team to to pull out this win again. But uh, again, Franz and Paolo weren't kind of the main drivers here. Uh, you know, uh, overall, honestly. The, the two best players on the team for team tonight were Bull Bull and Marco Fultz. Let's get to Bull Bull. You want me to talk, talk about the play? Uh, in the second quarter, Bull Bull grabbed a rebound, started turning up court, spun past Trey Young at just above the three-point line, got all the way to the basket, two-handed dunk, hanging on the rim, all the good stuff. The bench went nuts. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm sitting on my seats for the for the game uh, when I at games, uh, I'm on the baseline, uh, uh, baseline on the Hawks on the visiting visiting team bench side. You could see the floor open up for him, like like again, it's it's really incredible because no one knows how to get in front of him and stop him. Uh, and 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 we'll talk about this more tomorrow. As he you know he says you know as long as he's not sped up too much, he's just gonna make a play. And 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 you know I asked him after the game. uh, what he sees when he makes these plays that, that just drive people crazy. And he's just, you know, I'm just I'm just reacting. I'm just reading the defense. I don't go into it with a plan. He's not trying to do all these things. If if he were 6'7 and doing this, yeah, it'd be an amazing play, but it wouldn't spark all this. It's just that he's 7'3 and able to do all this. Um, that was not the only thing Bull Bull did, though. 21 points, 7 for 13 shooting, 7 rebounds, 4 offensive rebounds, 4 for 5 from the foul line, 3 for 4 from deep. He was just everywhere. Um, and, you know, offensively, offensively, Bull Bull has every tool in the world. As long as he's not sped up, as long as guards aren't really, like, kind of digging into him, he's going to be able to create space. He's going to be able to shoot over people. He's going to be able to rebound over people. I mean, the, the rebound over Fred Vane lead on Sunday was insane. He had a couple of rebounds that were like that in this one. He had a couple of putbacks that were like that in this one, where he's just bigger than everybody and able to reach over them without jumping very much to get offensive rebounds. And, and you know again, to, for a second jump to be able to maybe tip the ball without having to jump or having to jump very high and you're back on the floor, that's something that's really underrated about him and about his ability to attack the offensive glass. Um, he had a couple of those where he was just able to get a couple offensive rebounds without jumping very much or without exerting much energy because he's just bigger than everybody. Um, but he still has the skill to finish with touch, to finish... Uh, from beyond the arc to, to to step back to step back and hit a jumper. It's 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 a really special group of offensive talent. Where the difference has been for Bull these last few games has been on the defensive end, and, and he is typically at least during this win streak been very good defensively. Um, he's understanding his low man responsibilities a whole lot more. Uh, when Mo Wagner steps up on a screen and roll, Bull Bull's job is to have a foot in the paint, if not both feet in the paint. Covering the basket, covering the roll man that's coming in behind, behind the, behind the drop, uh, and and but while still being within reach to get out to the three point line where his man is usually standing out in the corner, um he he, met, he he missed some of those rotations and I don't think he was as sharp with them in in the last three quarters, but that first quarter he was on it. I'm planning on doing a playbook post, playbook post looking at the Magic's defense. We are going to break down some some of these responsibilities and some of this as well. Uh, on magicdaily.com but he was on point with a lot of his low-man help throughout throughout the first quarter, and that's that's why the Magic were able to build the lead they were able to build. Um, again, overall, just a really, really good game from Bowl Bowl. Just really, really good stuff from him overall. I'd say the same for Markel Fultz. 16 points, 8 for 14, shooting 7 rebounds, 9 assists, he did get an assist taken away, and 4 steals. Um, Markel did a great job on Trey Young. I thought he was really pesky, uh, did you know? Uh, overall, the Magic did a great job on Trey Young. Trey Young, nineteen points, six for fifteen shooting, one for five from deep. That came late, six for seven from the foul line, so only seven free throws for him. He did have sixteen assists. He was able to get those lobs. He was able to attack the drop pretty well after that first quarter. But like Marco Foltz did a good job disrupting his ability to get downhill. The Magic as a team did a great job staying down and contesting his three pointers, so he wasn't a huge factor from deep his three-point shot is just not what it should be or what you expect it to be this year at all. Um, But Orlando did a good job containing him and not letting him get into a rhythm with those step-backs and and those pull-up threes. They were in him all night, and and I think Markel Fultz deserves a lot of credit for that. I think Cole Anthony deserves some credit for that, too. 13 points, 3-for-7 shooting, 7-for-7 from the foul line for him. He added six assists and five rebounds. Um, I think he deserves some credit for that, too, but Markel was really into him as well, and I thought Markel did a good job attacking the basket, Getting to the rim, making things happen, and, and getting the ball moving again. Nine assists is such a huge, huge thing. Magic need that lift again. You're getting 15 to 28 assists from your two point guards. That's that's a pretty, pretty good sign of things as well. Uh, Mo Wagner, 17 points, seven for nine shooting, three for four from deep. Three for four from deep. A solid game from him. Terrence Ross with a nice game, 11 points, four for nine shooting, three for seven from deep. And Mo Bamba, 11 points, four for six shooting, two for four, uh, seven rebounds. Really good early in the game really struggled in the second half with Clint Capella and the drop coverage. Um, big reason why Atlanta was able to eventually get it into single digits a few times was they were able to attack Mo Bamba a little bit in pick and rolls, but he gener- he did he did some good things early in the game. So again, just it, it's, it's still about consistency with this team. Orlando puts eight players in double figures. That is actually a, a team record or ties a team record for the most players in double figures in a single game. So Orlando hits a whole bunch of records in this one. They shoot fifty point three percent from floor, sixteen for thirty six from beyond the arc, twenty five for thirty from the foul line, fourteen offensive rebounds, just fourteen turnovers for Orlando as they're able to 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 again dominate the first quarter, fifty to twenty two, and just you know not cruise, but you know that's that's able to sustain them enough to get the win, one thirty five to one twenty four. That'll do it for this homestand. The Orlando Magic back in action Friday at Boston for the first of two games at the TD Garden. Uh, we'll see if the Magic can stand up to the best, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference uh, as they two win streak and get it to five games, which would be a lot of fun. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr_omd. underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in himley You can play Spotify. Odyssey, and all the Football on podcasts podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter, at omagicdaily, for all the updates there. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Again, that is the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily, On Magic this has been Philip Rossman. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Lockdown Magic.